Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William, free agency edition update. Oh, wow. And I am positively back in Los Angeles, Chuck Mockler. <laughs> uh, we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credential media folks who uh, bring you locked on Clippers five days a week. And just to lead things off, Ooh. I got to say, ladies and gents, we got it. We got him. Nick Batum is back, everybody. <laughs> He's back. I think that's honestly the biggest relief that we're going to get into it about how stressful it was because of some certain things. But Nick and Lily are back. Clippers fans cannot be happier. I love this reaction as if we signed a max player. The oh. fan outpouring of support was wonderful. Yeah. Shout out Clipper Spencer, too. My yeah. guy. Yeah, this has <laughs> got to be one of the greatest fan reactions. Can't wait to see the Batums just continue to live in L.A. Loving it. Uh, so anyways, we're going to kick things off talking, obviously, about the Nick Batum thing, but we're going to give you sort of a day one of free agency recap. Uh, we got to talk about some possible landing spots for Reggie. Hopefully, we're going to be able to retain him as well. Oof. And then we're going to look ahead, uh, sort of who to sign now. We do have a mid-level exemption available, uh, so we're going to take a, a brief peek at who could be available there. The DeMar DeRozan thing completely off the table. We will talk about that. And then we're just going to kind of wrap up uh, with how we feel about free agency so far. It's so wild. We're what, 40, not even 48 hours into this thing and so much has happened. It, it feels like most deals are already done. Time just does not exist in free agency. So yeah, I mean, most of the key guys are gone. There's a couple spot. There's one name in particular that I think is kind of inevitably going to end up on the Clippers, but we'll get to that. All right. And then wrapping things up, we got to talk about there was a, a pitch to Kawhi to come to Los Angeles <sighs> before uh, the PG trade mm. ended up happening. So we're going to talk about that. We got to talk about our boy Shea, our lovely baby boy who got the rookie yes. got the rookie near max. Uh, and Motley has moved overseas. So all that and more <laughs> coming up right about now. But first, got to let you know, this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. And tell them Locked On sent you. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so welcome to Clippers Day 1 slash kind of Day 2 free agency recap. Like we mentioned, time kind of stands still during free agency. You don't know when things are going to happen. One, you know, one day you're just celebrating the 4th of July, and then, hey, the Clippers get Kawhi and Paul George. Um, but the biggest news is that Nick Batum is back, y'all. The Batum Battalion remains intact in Los Angeles. Yes. Two-year deal and a player option on the second makes total sense. This is a non-bird rights deal. So the Clippers still have their $5.9 million taxpayer mid-level exemption to use, which is, I mean, this is the sweetest possible way to bring Nick Batum back, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, Look, I, I think that he turned down more money uh, to stay with his team. He had to have. There were, I mean, honestly, there was only one other team, which we touched on in another episode, that I think could have offered him role-wise, something Oof. that he could have got with the Clippers, which would have been the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. They ended up going with Otto Porter Jr. I don't know if that's after this deal fell out or if, you know, like... That seems what, like a that has to be a backup for them. <laughs> what exactly transpired with that, but it's absolutely incredible that we were able to... I mean, retain him. I, his role in the playoffs was massive. Uh, we, yeah. A lot of our game previews, honestly, boiled down to if Nick Batum could play 40 <laughs> minutes, the Clippers would probably win in a playoff game. 100%. He also, wildly enough, led the team in minutes play, in total minutes played last season. Makes sense. Nick Batum. He was so consistent. Dude, 44% of his corner threes he hit. Just a just huge get for the Clippers. 
We have to give a shout out to the Batum Battalion for this one. He literally mentioned the Batum Battalion in his exit interview. He wasn't expecting the amount of love he got from the battalion. So genuinely, pat yourselves on the back, Clippers fans. We yes. played a real part in this. Yes. It's wonderful to see. Um, we also get Lily Batum back. I know, another <laughs> sneaky good free agent <laughs> signing for the Clips. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you don't follow Lily Batum, uh, you should be on Twitter and you should be following Lily Batum. Also, PSA, she just tweeted out, they're looking for a good realtor because they're looking for a place to rent in September in L.A. Get at her. Yeah. If you know anybody. Rent um, to own? Is that an option? I, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, she, so what was funny is that the Batum signing was a roller coaster because Lily Batum put out a pretty cryptic tweet the morning of, what was that, the second. Yeah, basically well, thanking everybody. It was like, no matter what happens, we love Clippers fans. We love you so much. Like, this is fantastic. And because we're all Clippers fans, our minds were like, oh, great. So he's going to go to the Warriors and probably have an even better season than he did with us. I don't know about better. Just a classic bait and switch, so we love it. Look, so this was, other than Kawhi, who was most likely resigning with the Clippers, as all reports have indicated, um... Batum was kind of the biggest priority after him. Yeah. Do you think the Kawhi thing was a factor? I mean, they definitely talked. It had to have been. They they talked to yeah. each other. I mean, dude, Kawhi was talking about, you know, the draft combine with the Clippers front office. Like, Kawhi, he's just coming back. Yeah. Like, so we got Kawhi probably back. We definitely have Batum back. Now... The, the other big domino to fall. And we got Serge back. Now the, the biggest priority is Reggie Jackson, who on uh, August 3rd, is at the Dodgers game, which is good. It's got to be a good sign. I think. I mean, he's certainly not in New Orleans. He's not in New Orleans. So here, it was reported that Reggie Jackson was getting interest from New Orleans, the Knicks, Boston, and Denver. Since that news came out, New Orleans was traded for Devontae Graham. Denver re-signed Austin Rivers, so that's good and good for those teams. So it's really kind of Boston and the Knicks Yeah. competing. We have his early bird rights and can offer him four for 47. Can you? I can't see Boston or the Knicks being able to give him, and this is no disrespect to Reggie, or wanting to give him very much more than that. So, right? The thing to me is also fit, right? Like, yes. Reggie has already been in a scenario in his career, and granted, he hasn't been in a position where he's got to be like a courted free agent, really, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, but he was in a situation where, you know, he was thinking already about life after basketball. Um, For sure. And so I think that that probably puts in your mind a little bit earlier that there's other aspects to this job than just the contract. Uh, Fantastic points. So I, I think beyond, like... I think beyond the number, right, that 4 for 47 number, I, I mean, I think the Celtics could maybe get there. Um, you know, they're, certain, they're, they're making some room. Uh, and... The Knicks, uh, possibly, you know, they've, they've got some space. But can they offer the combination of money as well as fit in a situation where... And, like, your best friend? Like yeah, Paul where, like, George. you more or less know what your role looks like on this team, which, granted, has been inconsistent. Yeah, it, but it, for it, the most part, it's starting point guard. Well, and the Knicks just re-signed Derrick Rose, so it's like, yeah, what have we... It's got to be the Clips. Yeah. It just makes sense. And the Celtics, I mean, they do need a guard. But no one wants but to live you, in Boston. Are, are you confident that your role could be as impact, both 
as impactful and as like pleasant of an experience for you There's on a comfortability. court. Yeah, on court as it is with this team. We've already we're bringing back everybody he played with last season. He has the trust of this front office and the coaching staff. He talked about how this team saved him like he shares an agent with Paul George. Yes, and Luke Kennard, and I think, isn't it Preston or Keon Johnson who also have the same agent? And yeah, one, one of the players we just drafted. Shout out yeah. Mintz. Should we try and get Mintz on the pod? I'd he love definitely to. won't come, but <laughs> we can reach out. Um, there's just not an environment that fits him better. And I'm saying this obviously from a pure fan perspective, but like his locker is right next to PG's. They're very good friends. If we bring back Patrick Patterson, that's another guy who he's played with before. Like also, I mean, I also think this would be another signing for. I, I mean, I think we would probably get clowned on maybe by some other fan bases, but this would be another signing to me where the, the fans would absolutely rejoice if we oh, they were would just be able to re-sign Reggie. They'd lose their minds, the, and the, rightfully so. The fan love that Reggie got, I got to be honest, like we when we were at some of those home games uh, and Reggie would be about to check in, not even on the court yet, and the entire arena would be chanting Reggie. It brought tears to my eyes, man. It was like it was incredible to see a guy like I mean, it's the same situation as Nick Batum, right? I don't want to say rehab their career because it's not like they had to Re- prove. But we anything, revitalized it. But revitalized it, yeah. Uh, they earned whatever whatever paydays they were going to get. Oh, they absolutely earned 100%. it. And it's also the, it's a situation too where like if he leaves for an amount of money that's more than the Clippers can offer, we can't. It sucks, but we can't be mad at that. He earned that contract. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, um, definitely. Yeah. I just can't. I just can't see him. Four leaving. for forty-seven is a lot of money. Four for forty-seven is a lot of money. Don't want to speak on someone's pockets, but like you watch that that post-game interview. We're talking about how the team saved him and like they embraced his quirks and all this other stuff. Like, and I feel like ugh, it's look. hard to see him in another uniform. And this is the fan of me talking, but. This is borderline, you know, Reggie talked about he was, um, you know, he moved around a lot, all this thing. Like, this might feel like home to him. And I think some of the times I think that narrative gets overblown for, for some sure. stuff. Yeah. But I think with this Clippers team. With money, it's always hard to tell. Because, I, I mean, I sure. get that, man. You're talking about the rest of your life. If you're a professional athlete, you have six years. Small I mean, like, like, you know, like six to ten years, really, uh, for most players. Obviously, that's not for everyone. For sure, but where you're gonna, ma- where you can maximize your earning potential, a hundred percent. And but you look at PG who came home, you look at Kawhi who came home, all this stuff. It's like it feels like kind of like PG and the Super Friends, which is great. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. We obviously hope that Reggie Jackson signs back with the Clippers. We will have news for you when slash if he does do that. Of course, unlocked on, on Clippers. Um, coming up, we're gonna be kind of talking. Who to sign now? We have the MLE. There's some interesting prospects we could use it on. We're going to dive into all that. But first, we got to give a shout out to Rock Auto. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Uh, with the ever increasing number of makes and models of cars, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts to stock all the parts you need. It's very difficult. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning uh, and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer? Choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry. It's insane. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why spend 30, 50, or 100% more for the same parts at a chain store? It doesn't make any sense. Rock Auto is a family business serving DIYers for over 20 years. The prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you could need. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. 
Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Okay, so we're back and we're talking more free agency. Look, a lot <laughs> the, of deals have been made. Yeah, who the hell do we sign? All around the league. We're going to talk a little bit about who to sign out. Kicking things off, I, I think a lot of uh, something that a lot of fans were excited about was po- the possibility of maybe a DeMar DeRozan signing trade. Yes. Maybe an outright signing if he did stay true to his word. Which he did. And wanted to go home. It's 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 funny because, you know, when he was saying that he would be interested in taking a pay cut to go home, uh, we have like, a, I mean, multiple side group chats, but part of me thought that this was just kind of a smokescreen, a, ne- a negotiating tactic. It's nothing that anyone's ever mad to hear. Like, yeah. I think it's just, I think if you're a player and you're from a place with a big market, honestly, any market, if you're from a place with a professional team in the state yes. for the sport you play and you say, I would love to take a discount back home. The only backlash you get is after you sign the deal that has more money. So you probably don't really care about the backlash. Yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just a good PR move all the way around. No, absolutely. Uh, it was reported earlier today that he was meeting with the Clippers. Uh, shortly thereafter, he did end up signing a deal with the Bulls uh, in a sign-in trade. He ended up getting three for 85 <sighs> Which was a number the Clippers were were never going to be able to come even close to, that, and that, shouldn't have. Yeah, that twenty seven, that that twenty seven a year kind of number, that was never really going to be in play for us. Um, it also took Thad Young a first and two second round picks for the Bulls to get Demar Derozan. Again, things that Clippers the Clippers were not willing to do, and rightfully so. Like, yes, it sucks we couldn't get Demar, but. Obviously, the situation was a lot different than what any of us kind of thought it was going to be like compensation and asset management wise. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we just didn't have those sort of assets available. And I think that the, the, if it was to be a sign and trade, the asking price was too steep. For sure. I still thought that our best, I mean, truly, unless we could have unloaded a couple of guards. Um, yeah. I, you know, which isn't the greatest pitch in, to San Antonio. Yeah, for um, sure. You know, our best option would have been like some sort of outright signing. Would be, I. It would be rare that they would just let a player walk like that. But hey, if he really wanted to come home, could have made it happen. Is not the way this one shook out. Not the way it shook out. And now the question is like, who do the Clippers use the mid-level exemption on? Yeah. Um. It's interesting, I guess, you know, at that, like, like 5 mil-ish, 5.4 mil, something like that. Yeah. Number, I think... It's got... It's, I think you could get a decent center. It has to be a wing. Or a wing player. I think it has to be a wing. We basically have PG Mook Batum active for next season mm-hmm. for our wings, which is three guys, which Man. is not enough. Sure, Terrence Mann. Um, I think it's kind of inevitable that Kelly Oubre ends up on the Clippers. It's the, it's the perfect Clippers reclamation project. Oh, yeah. Super low value. I don't think we value. can get him at that number. You think it'll be more? I do you think not he'll think, want more? I do not think we can get him at $5 million a year. I think they could pitch it. You Maybe. see what happened with Patum and Reggie. We see what this team can do with people's value. With a one-and-one one and give him, you know, the flexibility. Sure. Um, yeah, certainly no one has gotten a deal done yet. But that is like a third of what he was making. He played like ass last year. <laughs> to be fair, like <laughs> we are taking someone who did not play well last season, and kind of a weird season in Golden State too. So like things were obviously very wonky over there up north. Um, but like other than him, it's like 
We got Danny Green. Danny Green, I think, is a possibility. Yeah. There's Victor Oladipo? Nah, I don't think we're getting it done. He's also injured. He also is not a wing, really. Yeah. In the, in the mold of what the Clippers need. He's that's not, a good call. He's not a wing. That's why Oubre kind of jumps out at me. He can defend. We know he can defend. And if he's the fourth wing, you know, you're tossing their man too, like... So my my I big, don't know where I do not know where I think we could kind of the, overall though. I mean, he is still a player who averages like fifteen six and whatever, um, right. which you know that's a lot of value for a five million dollar contract. Yeah. Um, I think the best thing we could pitch would be um, that we could give him a lot of playing time. Uh, yeah, and with, that we're know, a championship team, and that we are we are a championship team. Um, I do think that he could help this team. It would be nice to see him like make a little step on defense, which, uh, you know, we'll, TBD with the coaching changes, how that's going to look this year for the Clippers. But yeah. uh, I do think that positionally they could find a fit for him. And Danny Green, let's circle back to that. Yeah, yes, yeah. It's going to be interesting what happens with him. The Wizards, this is a real deep move. This is not really a needle-moving move. This is a... F- throw some bodies at the situation move. Yeah. The Wizards are wanting to trade Chandler Hutchinson in a second-round pick after they signed Dinwiddie. Um, he's 24. He shot 37% on one three-point attempt per game. Those aren't real numbers. He's not good. Yeah. But he's better than, like, Daniel Oturu. Fair enough. So, in terms of pure minutes-soaking numbers, I'm not mad at it. Right? Like... No, no, that's totally fair. Um, no, it's interesting. I guess, I mean, I think that, it, like, you know, Rashawn Holmes is already off the market. Uh, yes. I would have loved someone like that at that number. Is if Dwayne get Dedman done still available? Because give me all of Dwayne Dedman if he hasn't re-signed yet. Um, um, I'm going to look that up right now in the middle of his But, yeah, to me, to me, Ubre would be... Almost as high of a shoot as like a Demar Derozan situation. I'm not saying like not court production. Deal. God damn it! I'm just saying that uh, in terms of like, I mean, you really would have to sell them on on taking less. Um, you really do. I would have liked. I, I thought the Warriors made a great move in picking up Otto Porter Jr. Uh, I think, yeah. think that would have been that an was interesting. A, look. That was a target we maybe wanted at the at the trade deadline last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that that is something that could merit a look for sure. The the thing about I think you could really sell Kelly Oubre on his market. Kelly Oubre wants to do more than basketball for himself, which is great. Definitely. I haven't said this. He's already got one of your favorite commercials. The fact that there is a national commercial referencing his pretty niche nickname that you only really know if you kind of follow what team Kelly Oubre's on. Yeah. Blows my mind. Yes. It makes kind of no sense from that brand's perspective. But I think that's where you get Kelly Oubre. You say, hey, man... You're going to get a lot of playing time. You're also going to get a really good chance at, you know, kind of expanding your whole sphere of, not to sound super intense, influence. Like, he's a really big, you know, like, culture guy. We obviously know he would bring a lot in terms of the Clippers kind of um, wardrobe department. No one's saying he's not a snappy dresser. But I just generally think there's a way to fit him in here that doesn't necessarily mean like a whole bunch of money. 
Like, I think there's the intent. This is where the market comes into play as well. Well, it's difficult too, because it's not only less money, but also because of taxes and things like that in Los Angeles, it is from pure salary perspective in terms of what you're getting from the NBA, a pay cut. Yeah. Um, even if he was to make the same 15 mil, which we cannot offer. Yeah, for um, sure. But I think that you are onto something there with the intangibles. Uh, if he's thinking about, you know, sort of what it's going to, what he wants to do post NBA. For himself, yeah. Um, yeah, and now real quick, you got a good thing in here. So we're basically two days done. We're going to put this episode a little bit early. Like we said, time moves very weird um, in free agency. How are we feeling about the Clips free agency versus the other West teams? Specifically, like the Warriors, like we said, made a good move with Otto Porter. The Lakers are obviously putting together a team that would have really, really destroyed people seven years ago. Um, I'm kind of perfectly comfortable with everything staying the same. So for me, it's kind of like, I, I think there's two things. Like I, I think that as fans, sometimes we it's a little bit addicting to see moves and, and things happen. You want and, things and, to and changes, happen. Right? It's, uh, it's fun. It's fun to be a part of those conversations and a part of those things. But... Looking at improvements, I mean, the Warriors are going to improve just by fact of health. Yeah, uh, that's that's inevitable. Otto Porter Jr. is a solid pickup. I don't know if it's like a you know I'm like over the moon about the how much he raises yeah. the the floor for that team, um, but it is interesting. Yeah, uh, I said it was interesting, and I I mean I think that I like what the Nuggets did. You know, once again they're kind of in the same position as us, where like it's it's a little unclear what Jamal's timeline is going to be, but I yes. do think from a roster perspective they they made some good moves. Um, uh, other than that, I'm not seeing teams that got to me like a whole lot better, you know, um, a lot of the contenders and playoff teams that, you know, playoff teams that we played stayed the same for the most part, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think that that, you know, does have me feeling a little bit relieved. It's not like last year where last year I did feel like teams were making improvements uh, a little bit more in the West. That, yeah. that it like made me a little bit more nervous. I mean, the Mavs didn't get any better. Yeah, a classic yeah. Mavs offseason. Mavs didn't get any better. The Suns didn't get any better. Um, the Lakers, uh, you know, I feel as though this offseason was maybe more about names than fit. Oh, the um, S- the SEO value that the Lakers got is through the roof right now. Uh, you know, there, there's, I like Monk was a was a good pickup. Uh, sure. Other than that, I, I don't really see necessarily how all those pieces are going to fit. But, you know, I could be wrong. I, I think, though, that this iteration to me of the Lakers is maybe closer to the 18-19 iteration than the 19-20 iteration, if that makes sense. Definitely. Whereas, like, I was, like, kind of scratching my head at that roster construction and, and was kind of like, I, I don't know about all that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I guess that's kind of how I feel about this one. But, you know, I, I could be proven wrong. I think, though, that I feel comfortable... Look, going into this offseason, we have to deal with the fact that we probably won't have Kawhi for, at, at best, a majority of a season. For sure. If not an entire season. So I think in that, you know, given those circumstances, the best thing you can really do is run it back with everyone else. Yeah. Top team um, in the West. Yeah. Like, there's, there's, and we were also, it's not like there was flexibility. Yeah. Like, the Clippers didn't have any wiggle room with these contracts. Yeah. Like, major pieces are going to move even in and out. To make deals for guys making, you know, $27 million or something like that. So, to retain everybody, I would say, is a 10 out of 10 offseason for a team that went to the Western Conference Finals. 
Yes. Like, you, you really can't be that mad at it. Yeah. And I mean, you know, like I said, it would be different in the context of every team, like, making a monumental move or even a couple close competitors making a huge leap. Uh, I just haven't seen that so far. Yeah, 100%. Um, let us know what you think over at Locked on Clips. Our account is now not suspended after uh, something crazy happened. Coming up, we're going to be talking uh, dummies being mad at Kawhi Leonard for teaming up with Paul George instead of Russell Westbrook and some updates on some ex-Clippers. But first, Will, if I have some money, which I do sometimes, where can I turn it into more money? The only way to make more money in my mind is betting. The best place to do that is betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Nice. Before the next pitch, Head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On. All right, welcome to Shavings, where we are talking... This is so stupid. Um, so Kendrick Perkins, resident human who speaks on television, uh-huh. um, is very mad at Kawhi Leonard. Some stuff came out in a an athletic article that said that when PG and Russ were in Oklahoma City, Russell Westbrook hit up Kawhi to ask if they wanted to play together. Yeah, this was in Kawhi... Like, for context, this was in Kawhi's free agency post... Yep, for sure. Raptors. Very large point of this is that Russell Westbrook initiated this conversation based on everything that we know from this article. Yes. Kawhi, after being proposed this bad idea, uh, called Paul George to see if he wanted to play together, which makes a whole hell of a lot more sense. Apparently, people are mad because this makes Kawhi a snake, despite Russ being the one to call someone else while still on team with PG. And these could be any two players we're talking about between Russ and PG. I don't. There's like no extra weirdness for me that this is Russell Westbrook. No, not at all. Um, or Paul George. Kawhi didn't. Pro- nothing's been said that Kawhi was like Russ. I would love to do that. Let's do it. And then called PG. Nothing like that happened. It. It's. It's also. I don't know. It's. Look, man. Russ made such a big deal about being the one who stayed after KD left, and so I see this kind of being like, okay, but you didn't want to stay. Uh, you know, yeah. You, you would have happily gone elsewhere. Uh, I don't know. I think that if you're a player and you've played in the league as long as Kawhi, like 10 seasons at this point, I think you have a good idea from playing other guys, the type of players that you want to play with. Yes. Um, and I think that there is uh, the L.A. connection, like the outer L.A. connection between yeah. those two guys. And Russ is definitely Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, He's not Moreno Valley. He's not Palmdale. And, and this isn't me saying anything like disparaging about Westbrook as a point guard, although he's you know one of the most extremely overrated point guards of the last whatever oh, wow. years. Okay. Uh, but it makes sense that, you know, Kawhi heard that and knew that, you know, there the marriage was a, wasn't good. That what? The marriage wasn't good in OKC. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. That, 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 you know, that there was an option for, you know, Paul George to maybe make a move even after having a career year. Uh, so, I you know, is it opportunist? Maybe. Uh, but I don't see that in an, in a negative light. It's absolutely opportunist. And it's like, dude, like, didn't everyone kind of, everything kind of worked out? Like... 
If you're mad at this, you're probably a team. You're probably a fan of a team of across the hall, and now you just have Russell Westbrook. Yeah, you got Russell Westbrook. So it's probably fine. And we never. I wouldn't. Have, I don't even know that we would have traded Shea for Russell Westbrook. Yeah, for sure. Um, but anyway, don't be mad about it. Just like, just I don't know, chill out. Like, it's no one's fault. It's. I mean, like, it's an. It did present an interesting opportunity that has now become. You know, I mean, a historic portion of the Clippers history um but yeah I I don't see this as being disparaging to Russ on Kawhi's perspective I don't see this as a snake move uh I just see it as an opportunity presented itself to play with someone he was interested in playing with yeah absolutely um moving on to ex-Clippers news uh Shea Gilgis Alexander got the rookie max five years 172 million dollars from OKC gorgeous can hit 207 million if he makes an all-NBA team let's get those votes in Oh yeah, well deserved. Obviously, best dressed guy in Oklahoma City. Don't yeah. think that. I don't uh, think that. There's yeah. There's not even a competition. Come on. Um, every time I think of Shea, I mean, I obviously think of um, the fantastic times he had for the Clippers. I think that it is insane that it took the an, assist to Shamit. Yes, and in, and Avery Bradley injury for him to get time. Oh yeah, it blows my mind that that is why Shea was inserted in the starting lineup because Avery Bradley got hurt. So, yeah, speaking of opportunities, I mean, just another kind of weird opportunity that once again became a little bit of a, por- a part of Clippers lore. Like, it took <laughs> it, it yes. took an injury uh, and a sidelined Pat Bev uh, to, you know, really get Shea into this lineup. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. Hope nothing for the best for him. Yeah. Smart decision by Oklahoma City. Um, finally, the free Motley movement is going overseas. Longtime fans of this podcast might remember... How much you wanted Jonathan Motley to play back when things were different for the Clippers. Um, he's making the move to Europe. He's joining Locomotive Kuban. Um, let's go, Motley. I let's do you, it, buddy. Yeah. Keep it up. Um, anything else in shavings? No, no. We will keep you abreast of any uh, further oh, free agency scuttlebutt yes. that happens. Um, it has been a harrowing few hours. It's been a lot. Um, next episode, we're going to have some great info on Jason Preston. Yes. From resident Jason Preston, aficionado, locked on Cavs, Chris Manning. Hopefully an update on Reggie Jackson resigning with the Clippers. Yeah. Let's hope so. And then, of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, Summer League starts in about a week, which is going to be a good time. Um, Will, where can these fantastic listeners tell their friends to listen to us? You can check us out on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers. It works flawlessly. It's a great time. Uh, Look, through free agency, we're coming at you. So make sure to check your feeds. Check us out on Twitter. That's at Locked on Clips. We're back. We'd love to have your listen. We absolutely would. Uh, I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you.